Soldier Field, 24-17. Bears trying to get their 10th win. Here's the boot up in the air. Going up for it. Allen Robinson, he's got it! I want to see the Bears give him an opportunity to prove that he can do this. He's caught the ball at the 43-yard line. When all the signs in the world were there. I think that'll be a fade-to-black moment with Allen Robinson taking it out of the air. That's what you're really hoping for that they really contribute to the team each year, and that you build a great base and foundation. And these loyal fans have been rewarded for their loyalty. It was, it was, it was awesome. It's, we picked up right where we left off. It was fantastic. And they have a Bears team to be proud of right now. Takes the snap, takes a knee, they head to the field. The Bears have won it. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of 34 to Glory. I'm your host, Tyler Flesh, and unfortunately, tonight, I do not have my co-host and father, Brian Flesh. Uh, we tried to make this happen and push this. I'm recording on a Tuesday night. We tried to push this back to Tuesday from Monday, but he is caught up in work. COVID has made life hectic for all people involved. So it's just me tonight. I hope you don't get tired of my voice draining on and on and on and on. Um, if you want to be a part of this podcast or reach out and have thoughts or opinions that you want to share on this podcast, uh, get a hold of us on all social media because that's where we're at. And uh, yeah, it'll be great. It'll be a good time. Um, look, we're coming off a very disappointing loss. 26. Oh, shoot. Hold on now. Uh-oh. I'm at my computer. We just got a random ad. Sorry about that. That was loud. Was that... <laughs> well, you know, when you do things on your own, there's a first time for everything. Back, back to the game. Kimming off a defeat in overtime to the Saints, 26-23. to Um... We had our first Mitchell Trubisky sighting in quite some time. He came in to run one play. It's not been good, guys. Um, we're now officially 2-2 two and two at home. Uh, not the best. I, I don't really know what to say about the game. It was atrocious from a standpoint of defensive uh just our defense was just it was horrible <laughs> there there's nothing else to be said about that we there were some things that happened in the game and I'll get into them as we move along offensively let's just start there let's start with all the negativity on the uh defensive side of the ball I don't even know where to start with all this. I don't even know where to go. Um, so we'll start at the obvious. We'll start with Nick Foles. Look, Nick Foles didn't have a great game. He threw the ball 41 times, only completed 28 passes. He he was averaging 6.6 .6 yards, two touchdowns, a really poor interception. Our offensive line is now completely dismangled. It's... It, I, I mean, I, I don't even know what to say about the def offensive line other than that offensive line would not start for anyone else, okay? That offensive line would not be a starter on any other team. 
that whole line compared from right tackle all the way to left tackle, it, it, it's bad. It's really, really bad. Uh, Foles didn't play horrible. He played good enough. I don't think he's a problem. I know the announcers, Troy Aikman was super frustrated with calling the game. He didn't want any part to do with the game. He said multiple times how frustrated he was with the play calling and everything like that. It it, it went downhill. We did have a glimmer, though, on the offensive side of the ball. We had a little bit of a bright spot. I don't know if David Montgomery listens to the show. We have been dogging him quite a bit. He turned in a solid, and I mean a solid performance against a very heavy run defense. They're good. The Saints are very good against the run. We seem to shut the run down a little bit. Kamara broke loose a little bit, but that's on the defensive side. But staying focused, Tyler. Let's stay focused. I have to talk to myself in third person now because I'm by myself, and this is a little odd, folks. So bear with me. This is going to get weird. David Montgomery, though, 21 carries for 89 yards, averaging 4.2 yards a carry against that crappy of an offensive line. Listen, maybe I'm completely wrong about this guy. I don't know, but that 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 right there, glimmer of hope. It gave me that just that, that touch, that touch of hope. And I liked what he did. Again, 21 carries, 89 yards. You can't complain with that. His longest yard, of the, longest run of the season was 38 yards, and it happened in this game. So, you know, I will tip my cap. Tip to you, David Montgomery. Job well done, bud. Uh, Cordero Patterson only got the ball one time for four yards. Which we, we, he should have, okay? He should have. Uh, Mitch did get in, like I stated earlier, for one play. He ran a quarterback draw three yards. There's been a lot of talk, and I want to address this now before we move on. There's a lot of talk going around about maybe we should go back to Mitch. Maybe Mitch is the answer because there's not much of a comparison between... Basically, the stats are saying Mitchell Trubisky is playing just as good as Nick Foles. Now, Nick Foles has played harder teams, so I really don't know about that. I don't agree with it. I don't think if Trubisky's in that game, we're not even going to overtime. There's no way. Uh, Foles makes big throws. He puts the ball on the money on a consistent basis. He's not the best. But again, the line's bad. It's really hard this year to judge our skill players other than our wide receivers when they get the ball, it's hard to judge David Montgomery. It's hard to judge Nick Foles because our offensive line is complete and utterless shit. It's just what it is. So it's really hard. Now, I'm I'm on note, if you're a longtime listener of this podcast, not on board with David Montgomery in any kind of way. But he's kind of shown me up a little bit. I didn't think he'd do anything, and I mean anything, against that Saints defense. But guess what? He did, and he did a damn good job of it. So, look, I don't know what to say. say. Uh, if you go to uh, Pro Football Focus, they have their defense, the Saints ranked as 12th. So, right there, 
says everything really that you need to say. It's it's just very odd, just all all around. And I'm sorry, I'm trailing off here, guys. I just it, this is hard to do. I'm gonna bear focus down. Let's get back to no, no. I know what I was gonna say. I keep trailing off. During the game, there was uh, questions. We can't go back to Trubisky. Okay, that's what I started with. I'm back on track, folks. You can't do. You can't go back with Trubisky. There's no way in hell you can go back with Trubisky. And let me explain why. One, like I said earlier, he doesn't make those throws. Two, we know, like, we're going to sit here and have people criticize, seriously criticize Nick Foles. Nick Foles hasn't even got a full amount of playing time. Trubisky has gotten four years, okay? that That's a huge, huge difference. We know what we have in Mitchell Trubisky. The one thing that, can, that cracks me up is... No one talks about Nagy and how bad of a play caller he is. No one talks anything about Nagy in that regard of how bad of a play caller he is, like his his just his thought process with timeouts. His uh, he definitely learned how to manage the clock for Andy Reid, and that is a knock on Andy Reid. I like Andy Reid, but geez, he cannot manage a clock. So you have. Two quarterbacks who's everyone's debating whose fault it is, but you're having the same production level on each one. I mean, here we go again in the third quarter. We don't score a touchdown. Look, guys, it's clear as day. Nagy is the problem here. The offensive line's a huge problem. As I'm talking right now, it's trade deadline day. We haven't made any moves. We haven't brought anyone in that's a big name. And I know a lot of people don't know offensive linemen and don't care, but you know what? You should because we're facing it right now. We don't have an offensive line. I don't know where to go with the offensive line, but it needs fixed. I get why people want Trubisky because they're saying, well, he's more mobile. He's more this. He's more that. He can't make half those throws. Our offense would actually get even worse. We might even face shutouts. That's just how it is. Our wide receivers want to have these numbers. Allen Robinson, six catches, 87 yards, a TD. Anthony Miller, eight catches, 76 yards, no TDs. Darnell Mooney, five catches, 69 yards, one touchdown. You're not getting those numbers with Foles. You're not. It's not happening. Let's go back to Darnell Mooney for a second. The announcers, Troy Aikman and Joe Buck, said something that just blew my mind, and I did not know. I've been on this podcast before stating I don't really know much about Darnell Mooney. I didn't know. I didn't look up. That was my bad, and I apologize because this kid has a lot of potential. Let me tell you, he went out with his first paycheck – and bought a jugs machine so he could get better. I mean, that's a football guy. That's a football guy. I like that. I'm into that. I buy into that cheesy shit. I really do. I love it. He goes out, first paycheck, what does he get? No car, no jewelry. That's fine if people do that. I'm not hating on that. But damn, you got to love it. You're rookie going out, jugs machine, boom. Don't sleep on this kid. He got a 59-yard pass in this game. He continues to be a deep threat for us. 
don't sleep on this kid. I would love to see our offensive line maybe get some more protection for him so Folds can get that ball down the field. Because if he has, we have deep threats. You know, Anthony Miller isn't bad. You know, say what you will about his work ethic and stuff like that. You know, I get it. It is troubling. But I don't know too much about that on the inside. And we'll get to Roquan here in a bit when we touch on the defensive side. Because Curtis did get back to me and showed me the articles in which he was referring about Roquan. Um... I don't really have any qualms with the offense. I think our players are playing as much as they can with as well as what they have. I think our play calling is just horrible because again, I mean, yeah, Mount Montgomery has 89 yards and I know what on an outsider you're sitting here and you're thinking, well, he has 89 yards. That's not much Tyler. Why are you like so happy about 89 yards? Well, it's because, we, we haven't had that performance, but it still doesn't seem to help our overall offense. It really doesn't seem to get it going. The run doesn't get the pass going, and the pass doesn't get the run going. We have no identity on offense. And how many years have we been saying that now? Stop to think about that for a second. How many years have we been saying that now? Because it's been an awful lot. It's been too much. That comes down to one person whose offense it is, whose play calling ability it is. That is Matt Nagy. Okay. We got lucky in this game. And all we were in it, and maybe we shouldn't have been because I really felt like Cole Clement, if you watch that play, to me it looks like a fumble. I didn't hear a whistle. I know they 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 ruled him down and they said forward progress or they didn't rule him down. They stopped the forward progress. I didn't see it. I think we got lucky there. And like I said last week, you know, when you get those kind of bounces that go your way, that's why you have the record you have. But that's also why people call you frauds. Like we could have easily been six and two instead of five and three. It's just my opinion. And that that's but it's true. It, it to me. The ball bounced. If the ball ends there, you go, oh, hard break on the Bears. But, you know, we got the bounces, and we did We did everything. <laughs> we, except finish. We, we couldn't score on offense, but as far as bad bounces go and stuff, we have there, – there needs to be a luck stat because we have a lot of luck this year. We have a, we have a lot – a lot of luck, and – there's not there, I don't know how else to explain it, but I'm also not going to sit here and apologize for five and three. That's ridiculous. Before we get over to the defensive uh, side, uh, there was a extremely odd play, uh, mind-boggling play, a boneheaded, dumbass move play by Weems, and his name's not Eric Weems. I said Eric last time. It's uh, Javion Weems, or Javon, Javion, however you say that. It's not Eric. That's the point. Sorry, Eric Weems, if you're listening, whoever you are. I don't know what to say. I don't know what to do. I've never seen anything like it. If you don't know the play I'm talking about, you need to look it up. It's absolutely, it's, it's absurd. 
It's uncalled for. I He got kicked out of the game. Out of nowhere, and I do have a little bit of explanation behind this, and I, and I, and I will talk about what I saw happen in a recap video. But all you saw on the TV is they weren't even lined up together. And I'm trying to think of the... Hold on. Let me find... This is bad show prep. Gardner Johnson. He was the one who he got into a fight with. Gardner Johnson. CJ Gardner Johnson. Now, CJ, if you recall, is the same guy who uh, teammate Michael Thomas punched him in the face in practice. Seems like this guy has a reputation of having a mouth on him. That is no excuse for what Weems did. So Weems... So Gardner Johnson is on, I forget who, he's not on Weems. He's on Anthony Miller. He's on Robinson or someone. And the play's over. And this is the, Weems just out of nowhere runs up, rips his mouthpiece off, his, and then boom, one hit. Gardner does nothing. Boom, another hit to the face. Gardner just stands there. And then before you know it, we have a good old-fashioned scrum. I don't know what to say. I was blown away. Uh, they showed replays. Nothing, nothing, nothing. Well, of course, this is the beautiful part about social media. Someone finds the incident, and they start documenting on what really happened. So earlier in the game, what, plays labor. Like, it was 11 plays. This happened previously... Previously, 11 plays later, or previously, 11 plays earlier, I should say, sorry, that Gardner Johnson, there's video of him going up to him and Weems after a player just talking. You can't see what they're being, what's being said or anything like that, but all of a sudden, Gardner just pulls out the mouthpiece of Weems. Weems looks at him like, what the hell, doesn't do anything, and Gardner chucks the mouthpiece. No one picks it up. It lays on the field for like five or six plays. During that exchange, and I didn't see it, and you can't really see it in the video, but Weems claimed that he was spit on by Gardner Johnson. I'd never been spit on. I don't know how I would react. Probably wouldn't be good, especially if I've been going up this guy all day. But... You got to learn to keep your cool. And it wasn't like this happened the play next play. It didn't happen the play later. It happened 11 plays later. The, the, a ton of time went by in between that incident and what Weems did by started just punching Gardner Johnson in the face. First off, why are you punching someone in the face? He's got a damn helmet on. You're a wide receiver. You're going to break your damn hand. And then what? Stupid. You're not a lineman. You can't play with a cast. It's stupid. You're already not that good of a player as it is. You don't need to be going out there and doing that. That's just stupid. Honestly, he, he gets suspended today by the NFL for two games. You know, there's there, there is a part of me that says, hey, if you were cut tomorrow, I wouldn't care. That's just uncalled for. We get a 15-yard penalty for it. 
I'm trying to give him the benefit of the doubt where I don't know what it's like to be spit on. But at that point, don't you wait till after the game? Or don't you don't don't you talk to him later? Like when 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 we're not in a tight game, when it's 16-13, when when we're not trying to beat a good team in the Saints. Come on, man. Come on. And I'll talk about the locker room after I talk about the defense. Look, the defense played phenomenal. I, I don't know how to say this. Time and time again, we're talking about the defense every single time. Because they're good. Uh, Roquan Smith, I busted his balls last week. I didn't understand why. Well, according to the Windy City Grinder and some other sources that Curtis sent me, Roquan was out partying, and he, he was partying with a porn star. Look, I'm not throwing shade on anyone. I'm not throwing shade on Roquan or the porn star. What you do in your time is what you do in your time. But Roquan, at the end of the year, I am going to compare your stats from your rookie year to this year. Because there is a drop-off. He, he, and the only thing I can think of is that it is the partying. And that he he got that fame rookie year. And now he's not trying as hard. Now, I'm not 100% on that. I have no idea if that's what actually happened. I don't know. Okay? But to me, from an outsider looking in, it's not very good perspective. Okay? Just going to leave it at that. He had a good game, though. He had nine. He had eleven total tackles, nine solo tackles, two and a half tackles for loss. Danny Trevathan also came out of nowhere, played very good today. Listen, the whole the whole defense played fantastic again. They keep us in it every single time. Now, according to Pro Football Focus stats, our we, they have us ranked 27th in offense, no surprise, 13th overall in the, their power rankings, and 5th overall in defense and 1st in special teams. That one surprised me a little bit, but um, we will talk about special teams after I finish up on defense here. With defense overall, we have a stack team. Shout out Kyle Fuller. He's playing phenomenal, just in my opinion. I think they said a stat earlier in the game, and I, I, I didn't look it up, and my apologies. But Kyle Fuller has the most batted down balls so far of any cornerback. And don't quote me on that. If I'm wrong, my apologies. It's That's just what I thought I heard. So that's amazing to me, okay? It's honestly crazy how good good that is to me so well yeah we'll see we'll see what goes on there i'm trying to actually i'm sorry guys i'm trying to look up his grade his stats right now and try to figure out i can't find it but look eddie jackson came out said he doesn't hasn't been feeling like he's been challenged I think there's some truth to that. Um, he really hasn't, but uh, look, he's there, and that shows a lot of respect. We we have a lot of key players. Mac again played great, got a sack. 
he continues to get these sacks. He continues to do what only Khalil Mack could do. Hakeem Hicks continues to be the workhorse, continues to be the guy that, that doesn't have the pretty stats, but is the, just just phenomenal in doing the dirty work, doing the stuff that no one wants to do. Robert Quinn, man. <laughs> Can you just get back on your HGH or something, dude? I don't know why we signed him. I'm not going to sit here and talk about Ryan Pace this episode because everyone who's a listener knows my thoughts on that jackass. Listen, Robert Quinn, just two tackles. That's it. Two tackles. It seems he's getting a lot of one-on-one matchups and getting his just butt kicked in up front. So it is what it is. Everyone else has been playing really good, honestly. Uh, Brett Urban, you know, he made uh, some plays here and there. I like him. Um, Barkevius Mingo, another good player. He had six tackles, and they were all solos. Um the one thing I do want to talk about is I feel like Buster Screen is getting constantly picked on, that there is a weakness there with Buster, and it seems like teams are starting to expose that. I don't know what they're seeing on film, but it you know, there's something there, and I I really do think he's being slightly exposed on that. So we ended up getting three hits on the QB on Breeze and I feel like this game, our defense could not have played any better. They're not going to get an offensive touchdown every time. An offensive touchdown? Oh, my gosh. I'm so delusional. But that's how I feel like Bears fans are these days, where our defense is our offense. And guess what? Our offense isn't going to get an offensive touchdown every game. That's crazy to say out loud. That doesn't make sense. But you know what? We we can't keep wasting the years on these great Bears defenses. I feel like we have wasted so many with piss poor play. And now it, it just it's so weird to me because now I feel like we have a capable quarterback who's actually capable of winning games and being kind of a game manager with some big throws, but we don't have an offensive line. We don't have a head coach that can actually utilize these things. And it, it it sucks. It sucks. Let's go on to our number rated uh, one special teams, according to Pro Football Focus. Ted Ginn, congratulations, man. Uh, you didn't want to field any of the watermelon puns from last Monday Night Football. You let them drop and get us in horrible and shitty field position, and now you're out of a job. And we brought in Harris. Harris was formerly with the Cowboys and the Giants. You will know him as the guy with long hair, dreads, and who is super fast. I don't know how much he has. And I also know that's a poor description of him, and I apologize, but that I cannot find his numbers right now. So, Dwayne Harris. There you go. Sorry, Dwayne. My apologies, but that's what he has. He has the long hair and the dreads, and he's a wideout, number 82. He's. Look, he, he was a six round pick. He actually was fielding the balls. He was drafted in 2011. He's a good. 
I don't want to say good returner, okay? Because everyone knows we've been spoiled. We were spoiled, just unbelievably spoiled, by getting the best kick returner the game's ever seen in Devin Hester. He's no Devin Hester by any any means, but he's no Ted Ginn Jr. I I don't know what Ted Ginn Jr. was doing uh, when it came down to not wanting to field the ball, but we got rid of that problem. And I I, I wish. We would act that swift with other players and other decision-making. I really, really do. I wish that it would be that swift, that painless. Because he didn't even suit up. Ted Ginn didn't even suit up. Again, another horrible signing by our one and only GM. I mean, I, I don't even know what to say. Uh... Yeah, defense did let in one. Uh, the Bears defense, though, uh, two. Um, oh, what's his name? Jared Cook got one, and then Taysom Hill got one. And it happens. I get it. But, like, if you're mad that our team only gave up two touchdowns in a game and we lost, I mean, that's ridiculous. I, I love this defense. I think they're playing their ass off. This offense has a lot to do. I want to address, now that I kind of went through the game and been blabbering on, I want to address some concerns I have personally for this team. I think Nagy has lost the locker room. That article got out about him and Nick Foles not on the same page on Monday Night Football. Nick Foles threw a TD pass late in the game. Nagy got super pumped up and was trying to like, uh, like pound his chest and like grab him, you know, and like get him psyched up. And Foles just literally like kind of chewing on his mouthpiece off to the side, kind of just gave him the, eh, you know, thanks. It seems to me that that team is not together. And I don't think I'm looking too much into this because. The fact of the matter is they had a group meeting on the sideline with just the offense during the game. Allen Robinson got so upset he had to walk off because he didn't like what, what what's going on. I mean, we cannot continually start this slow and be this bad. And guess what? I am so fucking sick of hearing, oh, we don't know who our identity is. We're trying to figure it out. How many years do you need, Matt Nagy, to figure this shit out? Okay, because now I'm getting frustrated. And it's not just me. It's every fan that gets invested that watches on Sunday, and they can telegraph. Your your play calling is so telegraphed that the fan sitting at home on his couch is going to sit there and tell you exactly what you're doing, exactly what's coming. And if we can... Well, sure as shit, they're all defense can. That's just how it's gonna be. I I get confused. I get frustrated. I don't understand what's going on with this team other than we need a full revamping and a full cleaning. At this rate, we're not hitting the playoffs. I, I thought we were going to the playoffs. I thought we were in it. Um, Minnesota did take care of Green Bay, which helped us, and I understand that, and I'm I'm happy in that regard. 
But I just, I, uh, we have a hard schedule coming up. We, 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 we don't have anything easy, anything. I'll just read it off to you. Next week we have the Titans. I'll try to break some of that game down here in a little bit. Then we go to the Vikings and then we go to the, our, okay. We're at Tennessee next week, one o'clock. Then we have the Vikings on Monday Night Football, our place. Then we're at Green Bay. Okay? We could easily, easily lose all those games, the next three, which would make us on a five-game losing streak. I mean, that is... That's unbelievable. But that's what happens when you barely win games and you're getting the right bounce. Week one against the Lions, carry on Johnson drops that touchdown. It's 27 to 23. Week two against the Giants, 17 to 13. The Falcons, 30 to 26. Three wins in a row. Looking good, Bears. Boom. The Colts come in. They beat us up and they didn't even play good. 19 to 11. Pull out a good win against the Bucks, 20 to 19. See the pattern here? Barely, barely winning. Biggest margin of victory was against the uh, Panthers, 26 to 16. Then we get our butt stomped by the uh, Rams, 24 to 10, and then we lose 26 to 3. We are holding teams. The most the team has scored on us all year was 30 points, and that was to Atlanta. We need to do something to address address this I, I don't know what it is but I, but we have to fix it I do know by fixing it involves not having Ryan Pace as our GM anymore I'm a big proponent to clean house and start all over I'm sick of this I can't handle it anymore I've said it a million times just angry that we're wasting such a good defense because it really is, guys. It's it's an amazing defense with some great potential. The, I mean, the offense, the line is bad, I, and I've said this, and I will give him that, but what are you going to do? Matt Nagy's still there, and he's, he's absolutely killing me. I, I, he's just... I don't know what he's doing or how he's doing it. So, as far as the next game goes, oh boy, look. We're going to need to stop Derrick Henry. That man is a one-man wrecking machine with the Titans. They are... uh, they're seventh in points scored. They are 14th in points allowed. They're a pretty good team. Now, they did just get their butts kicked in by the Bengals. Uh, they're favored by five and a half against us. So we're going to have to go into that game and actually see what goes on. And I'm just going to break it down the best way I can. Okay? And... This is the best, this is just the best way I I can break this down for you. 
Um, in order to stop, in order to win this game, Ryan Tannehill is exactly who we think Ryan Tannehill is. Okay? Ryan Tannehill is not a good quarterback. Ryan Tannehill, he is who we all thought he was. He's mediocre. He has a good run game. People get sloppy and get tired in the secondary, lose focus. Make Tannehill throw the ball. I know that's easier said than done. But if our defense can sit there and hold Derrick Henry. Now, Pro Football Focus has Derrick Henry at a chance for 100 yards at only 31%. They think he's going between 18 and 83 yards. I don't know. That seems super low to me. That seems really low to me, so I don't know, okay? I I would take the over, and I don't even know what the over is, but I would take him going over 100 on us. But, sorry, that's my little inner gambling got out there. Um, With regards to how we win this game, offensively, though, we got to be on the ball. If offensively, if we can just, and and this seems crazy to say this because it seems like it would be so easy to do, if we could just put up 21 points, 21 points, we would be all right. We would be all right. Because our defense is going to hold 21 points. That's all. Maybe, you know, but that I feel like that's not going to happen. Unfortunately, I feel like we're walking out of there with an L. We're going to have to take a loss on that one. And I'm not too happy. Well, guys, this is going to be a shorter version of this show. It did not... I'll be the first one to say it. It did not feel like a good 34 to glory episode this week. I'm missing my dad right now being here with me because, boy, is this really hard by yourself. And you know what? Now that I said that out loud, it almost sounds like he's deceased. He's not deceased. (laughs) He is just missing this episode due to work issues. Um, it's hard, man. I'm just going to take a moment to talk about how hard this was and not just for sympathy. I feel like it was hard for you guys too. I mean, I was just yammering on. We're like 38 minutes in and I'm just yammering. God, it is hard to be a professional gas bag and I'm not even a professional. You hear those guys that do one man radio shows. I don't get it, man. And they're well produced. It's just me here, though. No Tim. My dad's not here, so it's just me. So I understand if people don't listen to this whole episode or skip through it, because I I wouldn't want to listen to me or on anyway. But those that hung in there and got this far, thank you. I appreciate it. We're going to be back on. Maybe we'll do a Saturday episode, because I really didn't like the feel of this one. But I feel like those who listen... We got to get the content out. We got to give it to the people. And so we're trying. Sorry if we weren't up to par this week, but next week will be better. If you want us to do a Friday or Saturday episode and, you know, hit me up. We're on Instagram. I control pretty much all the social media. Tim does more of the Facebook. He does show me that, though, too. 
I see that. I do more of the Instagram. DM me. If you have a question you want to be on the show, if you want us to do an episode on Saturday and take calls, we will. I should have. If I didn't know last minute that I'd be doing this myself, I'd get a lineup of calls to help me through this and get your thoughts and opinions because basically the whole reason we even set this up is for your thoughts and opinions. And I didn't even open up the phone lines right now because I'm running the board and I'm trying to get this out and I'm trying to make sure it doesn't sound like shit. So appreciate everyone that's hung in there. It's uh, It's been a crazy week for the NFL if you're a Bears fan. Hopefully we can beat the Titans. When I say that I think we're going to lose, that's just my brain talking. My heart always thinks we're going to win. Every single game, my heart thinks we're going to win. And that's why I get very upset when we lose, and I get very high when we win. I wear my emotion on my sleeve when it comes to this team. I love this team. I love the memories. Love all that. With that being said... Remember, it's always a good time 